So we're going to move on to investigations. So I think it's reasonable with any with any patient that presents with this to do obviously some basic blood tests, which include checking for raised inflammatory markers. So it'd be worth checking full blood count, sarin CRP. It's really important, I think, to check the usernees and the LFTs. And that's firstly to so that you have a baseline, especially if you're thinking about treatment, but also it will indicate whether there's any underlying risk factor that, for example, predispose this patient to having, for example, gout in the first place. Then moving on, I think it's imperative to do a full septic screen. So blood cultures, absolutely. And I, I'm not sure if a serum urate would be helpful. Do you think it would be helpful in this, in this situation, given yeah. it might be an acute flare of gout? So during an acute flare, the serum urate could be low, falsely low, but it is useful to know because if it's high, it gives you a sense that the patient has a, a general hyperuricemia. So it is a good, it's a good tool, but if it's negative or if it's normal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be put off your, your clinical diagnosis. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Thanks. Thanks. And a septic screen is, is really important. So it's part of the, the guidance, it's part of the BSR guidance, but it's not always done generally via the medical team, via A&E, because it, it's quite clearly going to be a septic joint or they quite clearly think it's going to be gout, but it's, it's always good to sort of dot the I's, cross the T's. And thinking from a general medical point of view, it would always be good just to get a urine dip and a chest x-ray just to make sure. And I know it's pretty obvious and pretty basic, but in an, exam, in an interview or an examination, you always want to say it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... I think it's fair to say a joint aspiration is a critical thing that one has to do in this situation. I guess my question is, do you think it's worth doing an x-ray before you do the joint aspiration? Or do you think it's worth just doing it, just going ahead and doing it while you have that window of opportunity before starting antibiotics? Probably best to get an x-ray beforehand. And the main reason is if, if the history is not clear. If the history is not clear and, and there could be a fracture, or there could be some previous trauma and there's a loose body or there's a, there's a possible, there's something that could lead to you introducing an infection. And that, that's something you want to avoid. So if there's metal work in the joint that the patient has forgotten about or that depends, but I wouldn't let it, if it's going to be ages, you know, not going to happen until tomorrow, obviously you're going to treat. So you've got to aspirate and you've got to give antibiotics, but you've got to be really clear that there's no metal work in the joint and there's no other alternative, more obvious diagnosis. But generally aspirin has to happen pretty soon. Yep. And say this patient had had a prosthetic joint, would you have you ever aspirated a, a prosthetic joint or do you seek help? No, so you should never, as as a medical doctor, you should never aspirate a joint that has metal work in it. The main problem therein is if it's not an infection, then you've introduced and outside needle, external needle into what should be a very sterile environment. There's a big risk of introducing infection into the metalwork and infected metalwork can, can become very problematic. You have, to, you have to remove it and you have to have long-term antibiotics. So if there's ever a question of a septic metalwork or septic prosthesis, sorry, then it needs to be referred to the orthopedic team and they, they can aspirate, but in a very sterile surgical setting under laminar Perfect. So say we've, we've done our septic screen, we've aspirated the joint and we've got some, we've got some aspirates. So what would we send it for? So just to go back for, for one second. So say if it was obviously in an interview setting, you would say I'd aspirate it. It's not always that easy and it's not always that simple depending on, on your level of expertise. And even then sometimes it's not always that easy. A knee is fairly basic, nearly pretty much anyone can aspirate a knee as long as you know and if you are finding difficulty with any other joint say an ankle a wrist a finger an elbow then you'd always have to either call upon your senior 
your helpful orthopedic colleague who may be more experienced or radiology. So you can always get an ultrasound guided aspirate done via radiology. And that should be fairly quick. It depends on your center, but it, but it generally, because it is an emergency, it should be relatively quick. Perfect. That's reassuring to know if you're struggling as a, as, as a rheumatology regimen. Um, generally, you can stick a needle into anywhere without causing too much harm, as long as it's done under aseptic conditions. The only place I would never aspirate is anywhere in the back or in the hip, just because it, going in blind is, is very, very difficult. Mm. That's really helpful to know. So say we've, we've managed to successfully aspirate the joint in question. So I think the key things to send it for would be stain. I think the test textbooks all say cell counts, but I think we discussed this before and it's very, very rare that we would ever get a cell count. Um, I've never seen one in, in my more recent trust, but it, but it is useful and it is helpful. I'm sure it will come up in, in examinations for your rheumatologist certificate, but, but a, a gram stain and a culture is, is by far the most important thing. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, extra things might be as well as the cell count, cell differential. Yeah, so cell count, but also cell differential. And then obviously it'd be worth looking for crystals. So I guess the main thing to say about crystals are, are they negatively or positively when you uh, do the polarized light microscopy? So if it's a negative, negatively birefringent, then it's gout and positive would be pseudogout. Is that right? Yeah, I think whenever you, if, if you see it, if you go off just the colors then it then it's kind of hard to note so i would always say positively or negatively virefringent. Um, but, but i would also go on the morphology uh, the morphology gives you more of an idea so a needle shaped crystal would be gout or uric acid and a brick shaped crystal would be more pseudo so that's the i think that's in that's the aspiration the aspirate itself and then other sort of investigations that you might want to consider doing would include so if you're obviously suspecting endocolitis do, doing an echo if you're suspecting cellulitis is the source of infection then it'd be worth doing a swab of the skin and if you're considering i think we've yeah i, I can't think of any other investigations to be honest we've talked about so maybe ultrasound yeah sorry yeah, so ultrasound is always helpful because sometimes you can't always tell if there's an effusion, um, despite examination, despite history. And even, you know, I've certainly done, I've, I've stuck needles in and there's no fluid there, despite what looks like quite a lot of swelling. And then you get an ultrasound, it's actually all just synovial thickening, as opposed to any actual fluid in the joint. So it is useful um, when the picture doesn't fit to, to get an ultrasound. I would say some extra blood tests. So it depends on the history. And, you know, we shouldn't be ordering or requesting bloods without clinical context. So... If you do have a suspicion that this person could have an inflammatory arthritis, specifically rheumatoid arthritis, sending off a rheumatoid factor, a CCP is always useful. If you think that they've had a recent you know, strep throat infection and uh, an anti-strep line, if they've got other things like erythromethodosin, they've had a history of sarcoid or something, then you could send off an ACE. These are other things that you get from the history, which most candidates... Um, wouldn't always think about because obviously it's a stress in the environment. You don't always think about, about wide differentials, but it is a useful tool. So if you're taking a thorough history, it focuses your examination a bit later, specifically your, your blood test, because you can't you can't just request everything on everyone in, in life, but also in an examination because you'll get ripped to shreds. You've got to really justify what, what's going on. I would also say if you're unsure, and this is more of a, a real life point and, and a good thing to bring. So if you're unsure whether there is an effusion again, despite 
your investigation if there's overlying erythema, if there's overlying pitting edema, and you can't really tell if there's fluid in the joint, which happens quite often. An MRI is quite useful, depending on the, the modality. If you can't get an ultrasound or, or if it's a deep, it's a deep joint, uh, an MRI is, is very helpful because it can tell you if there's overlying cellulitis, which is more likely the cause of the erythema, the pain, the the the, the uh, heat or if it's actually a true joint effusion and then you can see things like synovitis you can see bone marrow edema on an mri so it does add a little bit of value uh, sorry it does add quite a lot of value and it's relatively easy to get depending on depending on your hospital but it does does help the patient overall that's really helpful thanks samir